Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's right, that's right, that's right. We back for another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Two Chains here, um, along with our fellow co-host, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Doctor, excuse me, because you were really hard <laughs> <for> that. <laughs> Doctor M is here. What's going on? Uh, not too much, not too much. Uh, looking forward to talking about some of this news we heard today. Right, right. I, you know, before we came on there, I was saying that, you know, we'll try to keep this a short episode because the Game 7 of the World Series is tonight, and that has a couple of our hosts um, hurrying home to hurry up and make that um a couple of our hosts also, you know, got some other obligations or whatever. But Game Seven is a big game tonight, and everybody's tuned in, so I can't knock that. But you know, before we we watch the game and get all relaxed for the night, we make sure we get some product out for y'all to listen to for the week. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things from official news to news leaking. This is it's definitely some things to discuss. But um, before we get into that. Um, Hell in the Cell was on Sunday, and I thought about it for a while, along with uh, Dr. M, and just I just couldn't pick what I wanted to talk about from it. Um, come to mind, thinking about it right now, I don't like the New Day ending that happened in that match. That that's no, me neither. That stood out to me. Um, I, I I don't get it. I, I don't either, and like. It's funny because I'm at a point now where like I can't not like the New Day. Like <laughs> that's one of the best gimmicks WWE has ever come up with. But I'm so tired of them with the tag team titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are getting a little bit agitated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because their gimmick is so good, they're not. They don't really have to be too creative nowadays. Like they just be themselves, be crazy, and I think they're gonna be able to do that. As long as that's who they are for the rest of their career, like um, I think it's noted when Goldberg first came out of Raw, that Big E eyes was the highlight of that scene. <laughs> you know, because that's who they are. But I'm I'm pretty disgusted with them having the titles just because of the fact that uh, I wanted Gall- Gallows and Anderson to win. Yeah, um, me too. It kind of buried them to a point. Um. To a point where people have lost in- interest in the fact that the club was actually one of the biggest stories in the uh, beginning of this year. Right, right. Like, eh, you know, and um, I think it was you that tweeted from my account uh, that they probably had no idea in Japan that they'll be coming to the WWE with pumpkins around the ring. Was that you, or was it? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's just crazy to think about, right? Because, like you said, the club had like all this momentum when they came to WWE, and there's no reason in this world that Luke Gallows should be losing a Halloween street fight to Enzo. I mean, as much as as much as I like Enzo and Big Cass, like 
I, I just I don't get how Gallows and Anderson are being booked. I almost think they would just be better off on SmackDown. Yeah, the tag team division right now, Raw, is a little a little flimsy to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and like I said, Helen and say I just didn't like the um the new day, and then I, I definitely scratched my head on that one. Um, um, the Sasha and Charlotte match was every bit worth of it being um, the closing match, despite what everybody had the uh, the reserves about it in the beginning. But yeah. it was actually a really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, my note from that is that I haven't seen Charlotte win with the uh, natural selection in a long time. So I was a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I was a little bit worried that maybe Sasha might have been hurt and. You know, they just booked it for her to lose that way really quick. But it's, mm-hmm. like, it's been a while since I've seen her uh, use that move to actually get the one, two, three. But, but yeah, speaking of Charlotte, I mean, I just the more we see her on TV every week, like how excellent is, is she as like a wrestler, as a character? Like she's got to be near the top, if not at the top of the women's division just for like 2016 in general. And, I, and I'm seeing a strong rebellion on Twitter with people making that be known to other people that, look, I know a lot of people was team Sasha, but Charlotte is carrying the women's division. Point she point. is. She is. And I, I love her booking. Mm-hmm. I had her um, I had her winning. Since, uh, Sasha was in her hometown. I thought it was the ultimate hill thing for her to do was to win then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it panned out the same way. I, it, it's not the end of the story. They'll, they'll put on some more classic matches coming up, and right. we'll be just as invested. But Sasha's so dangerous in some of her moves, man. I really cringe at some of the stuff she do. But I have to say that was a that was a really good match. I think it was. It was. A, I, I I think we got some heat too on Twitter for saying it was a good match. <laughs> yeah, we did. Saying like it's a double standard because like that's not it wasn't a good match because it was women. Don't. Mm. Don't just be like a WWE guinea pig or whatever. Just go with it just because that's what they give us. No, Which we no, weren't doing. No, it was a good match because it was good storytelling. It also was a good transition for them to move on from this feud immediately to move on towards the Survivor Series selections. And it was, um, it was very uh, technical. It wasn't sloppy as it usually is. And... It's just amazing to see two women to be able to do what they did. Women or not, they are women. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. People just got to stop being internet fanboys once so often, always finding something to complain about because I, I, I thought it was good nonetheless. But I think segueing into uh, Survivor Series selection, um, just to cover this a little bit, SmackDown Live, of course, announced all of their um, contenders for each of the three traditional um, Survivor Series matches. And I have to say that their picks is about, I believe, exactly everything I had. Um, I missed one part of SmackDown, and Dr. Emma, if you're there, um, I seen some Twitter buzz about um, Baron Corbin, one, everybody being excited for him to have the to uh, be able to be selected, which I thought was great, but also myself, I said I, I picked him. But what is he being repackaged or something? Because I was hearing something about 
people saying like um it was a new promo or something put out for him and uh I don't know, I just missed it. Did you did you did you catch that? Uh-oh. I think I might have lost you there. Doctor? I think Mr. Excuse me. Doctor, I might have. All right, I got you. I got you. Having connection problems there. All right, well, I'll carry the show for now until I can see if I can get them back in there. But um, yeah, I kind of missed out of uh, hearing about Baron Corbin repackaging. I didn't see it, so I was wondering. Um, I couldn't find any videos or anything, so just wondering what what was the buzz about everybody saying that he was repackaged and uh, it looks it looks intriguing. But um, from the leaked picture that I seen today, Raw also had um, half of their contenders announced on Raw, but the last and fifth that wasn't announced. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me do some last minute improvising. Back in there. I think the doctor got his connection worked out. Worked out now. Ah, I see. What's going on, man? You always always showing love as usual. But okay, so I right, I can hear you now. So the, the Baron Corbin promo was about him being a lone wolf. So what's different about that? He's a, that's always been his gimmick. Doctor, did you um before you got cut off? Did you did you get a chance to mm -hmm. see what happened with Baron Corbin about him being repackaged or a, a new promo or something? What's up, Jamal? Yo, what's up? <laughs> good, good for you to slide in at the last second. Well, I guess my invite got lost to the mail. <laughs> um, your background noise is going. I'm just going to hear myself talking to myself for a while. Yeah, I had to mute my TV. There you go. Um, the giant crab just joined us. I, he's on speed dial. You know, he sent me a text, told me what was going on. So my bad, my bad, my bad. Game seven is coming on, so I expected this episode to be really short. So yeah, right. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm doing right now. I'm pre-gaming for game seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. So just explain to me what was going on because it, I mean that's been his promo as long as I've been watching him as being the lone wolf. Why was there? Why was there so much buzz about? Everybody's like, oh, this is great, or whatever. I don't know. What was it? Uh, they gave him basically a new promo. Um, nothing nothing new as far as, like, he reinvented his character, but just uh, reestablishing the fact that he's the lone wolf, and he doesn't really care about anybody, and he doesn't really care what people think, and blah, blah, blah. Um, fun fact, he actually blocked me on Twitter, which <laughs> it made my day. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're definitely uh, sitting in the block list of him too. Um, I'm pretty upset about him, considering that I do like his character, his theme music, and his finisher. All that I'm all in. I'm all in for. I was hoping that's to be very, very honest. When everybody was saying he got repackaged, I said, "Please, I hope they ain't change this music." Like I would have been upset. Right. Like, 
So good to know. Good to know. I wonder if uh all right, Doctor, I was just about to text you. <laughs> Internet going in and out. Whenever you end, just jump in there. But uh, what I was gonna say was um speaking about um the the leak picture of today for the contenders for Raw, Sami Zayn being the fifth contender is what the image shows. Oh really? How are we feeling about that? I mean, I think Sami Zayn well, be a great wrestler, but I just think like when you talk about your best pound for pounds versus their best pound for pounds, sure there's some other people like Seth Rollins I would have picked, but I don't know. Yeah, I think part of the problem is they don't really know what to do with Sami Zayn. Um, they kind of threw him at Strowman for a little while. They kind of, uh, you know, they really haven't had him in a feud with anything. They teased Kevin Owens and Zayn for a little bit, and now he's just kind of floating along. The same Dolph Ziggler category, but just on Raw, without, like, with it up, Bell, really any direction. So maybe Survivor Series will get him started with a new feud, you know, something like that. But I think with the whole brand split thing, it makes it very interesting. Where do feuds go from here? Because if one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. Right. Um, you know. Doctor, if you did, uh, like I said, to jump in whenever your connection is correct. But I, has it been established what's actually the what's, what's the trophy here if you win? I have not heard. Uh, I haven't heard about any ramifications for the winners or losers. Uh, and you can see on both sides that they've obviously picked a couple heels and a couple faces to see what's going on. And that then that'll probably spur new uh, deals going down the road. Uh, SmackDown has TLC coming up after that. And January is the Royal Rumble for both sides. And then they'll move into the new year. So it's pretty light. Um, they go to Europe for a little while and then they uh, tape a bunch of shows before the end of the year. Uh, Tribute to the Troops is going to be here, actually, in December. Right. So they're, they're probably just coasting, really, a, a holding pattern until Royal Rumble. Um, so I, you're, you're familiar with everybody that's been selected so far for the, uh, the males, right? Uh, I actually have not. Um, I, I'll read them all to you. For, so for, for um, SmackDown, we have AJ, Dean, Bray, Randy, and um, and um, Baron, Baron Corbin. And for Raw, we have Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, and Sami Zayn. Now, I look at SmackDown. That's their that's their best five. That's that's how I'm gonna look at it. That's their best five. Um, but I look at Raw, and like I said, they didn't even go with their best person at with Seth Rollins with Sami Zayn. So, so we're not uh, going over and over the same thing. The other intriguing thing is that. Um, Dolph Ziggler has issued an open challenge to anybody on Raw for the, inter the Intercontinental Championship. Mm -hmm. The Miz also doesn't have a match as it, as it lines up right now. I'm wondering if the title somehow changes brands for one. Mm -hmm. That's maybe why a top person like Seth Rollins or somebody isn't in this match. Because they will have business on Survivor Series. There's no question. And it won't be a filler match. It will be something of high prestige, you know, like something worth talking about. So 
Well, remember, we do have unfinished business, so to speak, uh, between Lesnar and uh, Shane McMahon, uh, between Orton and Lesnar. And I know that they're involved in their own business with uh, Goldberg and, um, and Lesnar in their own match, but they could always hint at something else because, you know, Royal Rumble is coming up. After that, three months later, it's WrestleMania. So they can definitely sprinkle the seeds for some, another interpromotional deal uh, that will be, and they'll have two opportunities to do that in the winter or the spring. Um, as far as Rollins not getting a match uh, on paper right now, how many matches are going to have? Now, granted, now Survivor Series starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. So they're definitely added another hour. The kickoff show starts at 6. I think your ticket stub, my ticket stub says 5.30 at the Air Canada Center. So it's a, it's a, it's a long show. It's a very long show. And just so you know, if you want tickets to Survivor Series, hit me up on StubHub. Because Goldberg is actually going to happen. And why is Sami Zayn in a Survivor Series match? I, I, don't, I don't need to be in the country for that. <laughs> uh, moving forward. And where's Eva Marie? Why is it Eva Marie at Survivor Series? Oh, she's modeling. Changing her hair every color, uh, every, every day um, on Instagram. But... Um, yeah, because the, the SmackDown woman has already been announced. Um, right. Raw hasn't announced. They still have two more slots, uh, which I'm assuming Sasha has to be one of them. And maybe Dana Brooke? Oh, God. I mean, they could do no, that. No, Emma. Emma, this is, this is where Emma returns. This is it. As what, though? Emelina, Elena, whatever that is. Right, and as much as Emelina could be a thing, what what is who is Emelina? Like, what what does she do? Because if they're reinventing her as a model, when she did perfectly well as a hot cop, what is what is this? I mean, I mean. So I think obviously we just gotta wait and see. Yeah. Not yeah, pretty much. And just for the tag team division, who knows? This is this gonna be. Pretty much. I mean, SmackDown has all their announced. So, um, um, Raw. Okay, so the only thing, the only thing worth even mentioning here is that all three members of the New Day is announced for the match, which means that there'll be an odd number, which means that there'll be a single competitor announced. Will there be an injury angle for somebody coming up? I, I don't think so. Um, it, it would be interesting to see if that happens. I don't think that's the case, though. There's not another. There's not another stable with three people. Yeah, I mean that is true, but I don't know. It, it it could be interesting to see how they play that. But they could they could just drop Xavier Woods. They seem to do that most of the time. <laughs> you know the 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 internet was pretty happy with Xavier Woods uh, wrestling on um, Hell in the Cell, which he's obviously I'm, a wrestler, but yeah. You know, I'm happy with Xavier Woods wrestling uh, almost every time, but that might be the new hashtag. We we haven't we haven't been able to get in the free Titus mode a while, so maybe we no have no no maybe we have Titus to... Titus had his chance. <laughs> maybe it's time to he, hashtag, he let us down. Hashtag give Xavier a chance. Well, it's not that he doesn't have a chance because he'll get he he does work. Yeah. Um, he may not be completely involved in, in every scenario that he's ever been in, 
but he definitely serves a purpose there. You know that he's there. You know why he's there. He's not like Mark Henry or Big Show who, you know, as far as television goes, and maybe they just work house shows. Uh, Maybe they're just enhancing the uh, younger talent coming in. And that does make sense. I mean, they're veterans. Kane has been there 20 years. Big Show has been there 20 years. Mark Henry's been there about as long as well. So guys could learn from them. That doesn't necessarily translate to TV. If it's just TV, what are they doing there? Because this this big show needs six months to train to wrestle Shaq at WrestleMania. Ugh. So, you know, it, just because you don't necessarily make an impact immediately on television doesn't mean that you don't make an impact in other ways. That's true, and and, and that's clearly what Titus does. Oh no no no! Titus does none of that. <laughs> Okay, so he's definitely ambassador as uh, dad of the year and all that other good stuff. And he does all their commercials and all that other, you know, especially since they gave Alberto Del Rio a chance. And now that 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 was a, a bad move. So back to Titus doing commercials again. Um, I mean, I do like his like one man press conferences. Yeah. But I think that honestly, and what they should have done, Titus and Darren should really be cutie and the beast. That subject. Take it. I'm yes. just saying they should make it work. Yeah. That would that would totally be a thing. I would pretty be I'd be upset about it just because um uh, the originals. Um I want that to, I want them to be able to use their gimmick and to actually get the recognition going <laughs> on up with it. I I would I would hate for somebody to still they shine <laughs> off copying it, you know. Um, I, I would be surprised if they were the originals because nothing's new in wrestling or in entertainment anymore. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean I mean, just right now that they, they 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 own that gimmick, you know. I mean, they own that in the great state of Virginia, but as far as WWE concerned, they never heard of them. Yeah, yeah so I got, I got you. Yeah, no question. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being like, I'm not being like, not a realist here, you know. But right. um, I just see hard work in dedication in the guys and how they enjoy it and I would I, I feel like I would appreciate to see them being able to get an opportunity to, to display that on a higher level oh, absolutely yeah. man they totally deserve it um so yeah that's survivor series and um wherever else I was talking about Ross and, and hell in the sale and Ross Smackdown was this mad this, this week um Kirk Hawkins I really don't even know what to say about that so I'm not going oh to- goody I'm not going to spend no more time on any of that. Moving forward, I am going to talk about something um, before, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, the announcement that is most intriguing, which is kind of crazy to think that, man, when you make a suggestion and then it actually happens, you know, is a good thing. It's crazy. So did you hear about the announcement for the Cruiserweights? Uh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't hear about the announcement um, until a little bit a while ago. Yeah. But I've only been saying this on the show for like the last couple months. <laughs> it's happening, dude. Like- yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I did hear about that. Um, it should have happened a long time ago because no one knows what they are, and I don't mean who. I actually mean what. They they haven't. They you can't say that they haven't invested in cruiserweights. That's not entirely true, but. You can tell that there is a divide between people that watch Raw casually and people that watch the WWE Network casually. And for whatever reason, 
either the people that watch the network and raw aren't going to the events to live events around the country around the world right. or they, they they can't sit through uh two and a half hours of raw without taking a bathroom break at the moment the cruiserweights come on because the crowd you might as well hand them out books uh during the cruiserweight match right um you know it, yeah i honestly i think that uh, along with you saying that this the announcement for a long time i also said too that i didn't think it was right that the cruiserweights went to raw because Raw already has three hours, so why not get SmackDown that extra hour to balance it out to make it a three-hour show? Now, granted, now granted, not actually on TV three hours, but actually make that last hour on the network, which makes the network relevant again because this is a supreme day on Wednesdays now from watching the CWC being so invested in that to now not actually using the network as hard as I used to because it's gone. The intrigue and the build from the CWC only makes the excitement just as much for um, for the 205 Live, which is, again, it's going to be uh, debuting November 29th, which is a Tuesday at 10 p.m. immediately after Talking Smack. So, um, now how can it debut after Talking Smack when Talking Smack comes on at 10 o'clock? Just saying, wait a minute. So I, I was gonna say, unless Talking Smack is not really gonna be like, uh, yeah, they're gonna they, they, they might have to push that back to eleven. Now nah, Talking Smack's not an hour, which I thought it was. Talking Smack is like a chill, like fifteen minutes of just like rambling. That's that's it. So, okay. um, but but yeah, you get the three hours, like I said. Also, I'm sure that this is gonna be um done live on SmackDown on SmackDown shows. So that also gives you the intrigue to want to see SmackDown live, maybe, and that should get enough material, one, to get the bang for your buck for your ticket, and two, you also do get to see not a watered-down cruiserweight division that the Raw um, puts on, but actually get two solid hours of, of wrestling from uh, SmackDown and go straight to the cruiserweight, which has their own show. Instead of trying to integrate them in the different dynamics from the different matches, it just doesn't fit good, you know? Uh, personally, I think that um, they should tape it at full sale. That's where the audience was. We mm. see what the response was for uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, almost edge. And you know, if they can have those type of matches at the Cruiserweight Classic uh, for the Cruiserweight uh, Trophy um, and subsequent belt, then recreate that at full sale. So I mean that. So with that being said, then yes, you do. You, obviously, everybody from the cruiserweights that has not even debuted on Raw will be, uh, as they already said on the announcement, that they will be. Um, they they've been noted to that's going to be on it. Right. So, will you have basically a traveling team and a non-traveling team because you're still going to have like Brian, uh, uh, Brian Kendrick and you know T.J. Perkins probably on Raw, you know, because that belt still exists. So you, you're still going to have them floating around with that. Not all the little purple presentation, I hope. But then right. you have everybody else full-blown um, at, um, as you said, full sale. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll do it like NXT. Do one uh, recording a month and, you know, get their hours in. Which and I think that that's, that's probably the best bet for them. You know, they can tape it on a Thursday um, instead of sending them to house shows. You tape it at full sale, do it once a month, tape three shows, four shows, 
um, have a heck of a card down that way. Uh, as you've seen with NXT, the pacing can be kind of wonky, where, okay, we're going to start off with a hot match between two guys and then not see them for, you know, three consecutive episodes because, well, that was the show that they did. Yeah. But they can certainly make that work. They have an audience. We've seen what the CWC can bring you as far as um, as far as height to the to business. But guys like um, if they're not going to be invested in Raw, and I've said this last week, the cruiserweights on Raw don't feel like an integrated part of the show. It feels like it's separate but equal. And one could argue that it's not even equal. In the, it, it, like the women's matches are more integrated into this flow of Raw uh, than the cruiserweights are. And that's partly because of the purple ring, the new ring mat, the lights, the, all the good stuff. You know, this isn't... We're not watching Raw and cruiserweights. We're watching Raw with cruiserweights. Yeah. There's a difference. You're, right. You're so right. You're so right. Um, look, when is Braun Strowman going to uh, interfere in the cruiserweight match? That's all I'm waiting for. Uh, Braun Strowman, uh, he can be a cruiserweight if he damn well pleases, and I would like to see him do that. He already destroyed Sin right? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, and I believe uh, he is uh, threatened to kill a day of the week. Um, <laughs> so mark your calendars as you will lose a bit of it because Braun is struck. Struck. So. But no, I'm glad. I'm glad this is but, happening. I'll be. I'll be. MIC for it. I hope the presentation is not Purple Rain uh, featuring Prince and uh, Barney, but I hope it is just a just another show featuring two or five and under. And and I hope with this announcement that um, we do get to see some of those people that did not want to sign the WWE contracts also make appearances as well. We get the Kota Obushi's right. and Sabre Juniors back, you know. Right, and and that would be cool to kind of have them pop in and out every now and again uh, to see what the thing is. And because it's in Florida, we saw a lot of, um, well, you would call it enhancement talent, but we saw a lot of indie guys come through NXT for tryouts and stuff like that. And it would be interesting to see uh, guys come through and get a, um, a, a shot in the Cruiserweight show, if not NXT itself. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see the boys as a tag team uh, Dalton Castle's boys mm-hmm. on the um, cruiserweight class on the cruiserweight show. Um, another thing. Um, I, think, I mean, another thing I think why this is uh, also cool is too is that um, you do get some of the second tier cruiserweights. No reason I'm calling them second tiers because they have not debuted it, so that's probably in the likes of how they feel about them. But then you also get to get your established wrestlers that are cruiserweights like Neville a chance to be relevant in the cruiserweight division. Absolutely, talent. Off the show, and right? I'm, right. You're not gonna put. I mean, obviously, never already rare purple, so that's so cliche. But you're not gonna like have Neville coming out to all this cruiserweight purple stuff because he was never in it. I, if he wasn't in that, I'm sure they're not seeing it. Like, man, I wish I had that purple entrance. They're, they're not gonna do that to them, right? And but the thing is, if they wanted to even inject a little bit of, if if it's starting to lag a little bit, they can send down a Kofi Kingston. To get things going, they can send down possibly Xavier Woods. He may be too big uh, to get things going. They can certainly send Sami Zayn down, um, and I don't mean down as in like uh, a demotion, but just something that can give it a little bit of pop. We don't necessarily exactly. We don't necessarily need to see them uh, do anything. But Sami Zayn doesn't really have anything going on on Raw, so maybe, maybe a two out of three falls match with, with Cedric Alexander. You know, not 
just for any uh, your storyline implications, but you have to start from somewhere. And right now, they're kind of in neutral with a lot of guys on Raw and on SmackDown, and that would create some interesting matchups um, on Smack for guys from SmackDown coming down, guys from Raw coming down, and you know that that could be a thing. Um, it's been a while since NST has had talent who wasn't signed with them to appear on for mm-hmm. just matches and stuff like that. So maybe we get the intrigue of that as well with any talent being able to work some matches who's not signed and. You know, the possibility is like, oh, my God, this person's here. I wonder what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. And um, not to mention, uh, like you said, I was very intrigued when, like, Sasha and all of them went up to the main roster, but yet sometimes they made appearances back on NXT. And it's just like, you know, like you said, if you're able to bring some of your guys from your main roster to go down just to, you know, the star parents to just for a match, it's, it's cool. I mean, they'll, they'll be down for it. Yeah, I mean, any any, chance, any opportunity to work is a good opportunity. Right, right. That's 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 what I'm saying. So, um, I definitely, like I said, I definitely can't wait for it to see because we've been begging for it, obviously, and been campaigning for it. So, hopefully, when it happens, it's it's as good as we want, and right. um, you know, keep the fanboys happy for a little while. But this is absolutely the right decision to do, and Triple H is fully behind it. Which also that makes that that makes me happy because any any project that he's been a part of has been good. Um, well, I, I guess my question would be, with their inability to establish cruiserweights on Raw, what does that say about Raw itself? Because one would argue that the cruiserweights provide the most exciting um, style of wrestling, and that's what they were billed, and that's how they were presented. Except it didn't work. And we've seen that it's painfully obvious that it didn't work. So what does that say about Raw itself? The, the core nucleus of Raw, which we really don't know who's making what decisions, and we know Vince is behind um, the final decision-maker regardless, is that it's just not clicking like it should. It's, it works with traditional style of wrestlers, and um, they're Vince guys. But for this new talent, the new speed, the new exposure to people who hasn't already been established, it doesn't seem to work. Triple H does a good job of elevating, exposing, and creating characters since day one. He makes big announcements when he signs people. He shows them off all on his social media. He, you know, he has tons of followers because of who he is. Everybody respects him as a legend. He puts them under his shoulders. And I think the biggest sign of solidarity it's when he puts his arm around him, like, you know, this is my boy. So, you know, if I'm endorsing him, y'all need to watch out for him because that's how I feel. Like, the, the, um, the guy that they signed from China, I've never heard of him. But I know once he gets out there, he's going to be a real deal just because of what Triple H reciprocate to me as a fan. So I feel like he does that with all his talent, which if we knew nothing or anything about Cedric Alexander, after that match, that you're like, man, this dude is good. But after the fact that Triple H came out there to to the to the chance of please sign Cedric and you know hugging him, you're like, oh, oh, this this dude, this ain't no regular dude, you know, like this this there's something special about this dude. And I just feel like there's more of a personal um there's more not personal agenda, but there's more of like a um like a personal connection with Triple H and his talent and his bookings and his storytelling. Than raw and the disconnect of people just doing their job to pass their nine to fives, you know. 
My, yeah, it's it's always interesting how they talk about the brass ring and people's ability or inability to grab it, but it it they make it seem as if everyone has the opportunity to grab this brass ring, when clearly that's not the case. Uh, for whatever reason, out of the women's division, we see that Charlotte and Sasha Banks are uh, the it girls, and whether that's by design or whether that's by um, uh, it, or by design or not, uh, that's what it is. But we know that the other women can do work. And I would argue that Emma versus Paige is one of the best women's matches in the history of NXT. Yeah. Um, that was that was fantastic. And then, of course, Emma, you know, unfortunately, she got injured. But we haven't really seen much of her in the main roster. Um, we've definitely seen Alexa Bliss take off and make her character her own and, and do well there. But we see Nia Jax kind of not be relevant uh, as of late. Personally, Nia Jax, Braun Strowman, same character, different division. Um, they're big. They can do wrestling-type things, but they don't know what to do with them. And, it, and um, the, the bigger the mode is, has been done a zillion times yet, right. the division of women where there's only like seven on Raw, and y'all can't figure out what to do with uh, Look, Captain... Keep the enhancement matches going is like I did. It was working. It worked for Braun Strowman to a point where you could almost forget Braun Strowman was in the Wyatt family because y'all made the disattachment but made him relevant monster by himself. But ha have they though? I mean, like really, honestly, uh, did uh, how come then how come Braun Strowman's name isn't associated with any championship? Because I don't see it when uh, you know. Kevin Owens is up there, and Seth Rollins is up there, and that's all great, but I don't see how they're associated with gold, and I think that's what the point should be, and I know that it's, they've gotten away with that, but the point of it should all be to win a belt. No, right, and, and from your point of view, which I've, I've learned over, over the year, um, that you are, your idea about what's good wrestling, and what's, who, what's a good wrestler is somebody that is, that puts on good wrestling, and that the art of a good show is, is a good wrestling match, a, a, a collaboration of good wrestling matches, and that each wrestler's goal is to beat the other person in a good wrestling match, but also to add a goal. Braun Strowman, if they're letting him be, if they're letting him be booked as a monster, all he's caring about is destroying people. He doesn't really, he's not eyeing to be the best or you know the champion. He just said. Give me more people so I can destroy them because that's what makes me happy at the day. The but that's the thing about sports, though. Uh, in sports in general, it's not necessarily who's the best. It's who's the best on this day and time right now. Um, I can't think of a single team in all the sports that are playing right now that I would rank as the greatest of all time. Yet, the Cubs and Indians are playing for the championship. Will they go down to history as a top 10 anything? Probably not. But and when we see those special teams, like the uh, Ravens defense in 01 or, or uh, New England and, and um, or the Red Sox in 04, we're like, oh, yeah, write that down because those guys are special. In wrestling, we see that also. A.J. Styles, even at his age, even through his, throughout his career, he can really do no wrong. Jericho, same thing. Um, as much as I like Kevin Owens, I'm not really seeing that from him where he could be the leader of the clubhouse over the next 10 years. I don't see Owens being the next John Cena in like the commander-in-chief of the locker room. And Cena's been saying openly, which I don't know why he's not a heel for saying it, beat me if you can. 
I dare you. Because this is my house. You got to come in and take it from me. So with guys like uh, Strowman, who they just trot out there, he squashes the, the, uh, the younger guy. James Elworth got over on Strowman, even though he took the clubbing. He made his career off the back of, I know what this is. <laughs> but you know what? It's for the paycheck. And people responded to that, not to Strowman. So, and Nia Jax, the same thing. She comes out, she's to a Britney Spears song, and then she like stares angrily at the camera. Okay. So what? When, you know, realistically, she doesn't go out there and shows like dominance. How does Nia Jax have a losing record when Asuka's undefeated in NXT? But Nia Jax is supposed to be the dominant one? Well, the only person she lost Doesn't really make sense. The only person she lost to was Asuka. But on, on, on the contrary, though, Nia Jax does look strong because, um, like, I, like I said on Twitter, when you beat the female John Cena, that automatically makes you top heel in the women's division. That's, that's just that. But in the sake of what a wrestler should be eyeing, Najat made an attempt to say that she was going after the title at one point, but it quickly died. Like, it's just, it's just bad writing sometimes where it's just like yeah. they don't know what to do with them. And, 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 and to my original point I was going to make, is that if somebody isn't established, then they're lost at sea. This is why I wanted certain talent to go to SmackDown because it seems that they're not doing that over there. But Raw is like Enzo and Cass. They're, they're so over that we're going to let them do the same thing they've been doing at NXT for the next 10 years. And there has been no variations of it. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Like They're like, hey, they're good. Go with it, like, but it shouldn't be that way, you know. The Miz come out each week and it's totally different. Totally. No, yeah, the, no. The Miz is hideously underrated, and um, I, I think that like a lot of the little things that he does. Nah, I mean the Miz is legit. Um, he's absolutely legit, but uh, unfortunately, you have um, a lot of this series, like uh, Sheamus and Antonio Cesaro. What is that exactly? That is um, that is a case of Elion Gonzalez on the two, lost at sea, <laughs> lost. And the fact, I, th- I th- the think fact part of the problem with Elion Gonzalez is that he was found uh, hiding in his aunt's closet because the FBI was coming for his ass. So I don't know if that's apt. The problem with that is that they almost won the title. So wait a minute, y'all got a tag team that's not even established of two people who weren't even, who were lost as solos. You put them together, you got lost and lost, you still get lost, and you almost let them win the title? To a to the ending I've seen in a match in I don't know how long. It's, just, it's, it's huge problems over there, if you ask me. I'm, I'm not even trying to be like super negative, but it's just a lot that... On Raw, I just can't get with. I'm I'm down with Braun Strowman all day. Maybe there's some bias on Absolutely. that. But beyond the title picture group and Roman Reigns, who can just do what every wrestler should do. <laughs> hey, I got this title. I still need the best one. Everything else is just lost. Like Rusev coming out to Goldberg is complete blasphemy to me. What? Well, you just lost last night. Why are you not talking about Roman Reigns right now? But but you know why that? You know why they did that? Because realistically, people our age um, know who Goldberg is, 
and know who Goldberg was, more importantly. When was the last Nitro? March 2001. That was 15 years ago. Yeah, 2002, right? I think it was 2001. Oh, okay. But either way, that's more than 10 years ago. So if you're a WWE hardcore fan, and I would presume that it's between 8 and 18, you were probably very young when Goldberg was really in his prime in the late 90s on, on WCW. That was definitely 20 years ago. Because I was at Starcade 99. Yeah. And all of them that were here. They don't know who he is. I mean, you can hype it up for so long, but nobody believes Michael Cole. He says that about everybody. Yeah, so they needed a reason to show what Goldberg can do. Because him saying with his... Exactly. And Rusev made the mold because he's a big enough guy so that you can respect the fact of him being able to lift Rusev. Right, he's a big enough guy, he's a super heel, and that's going to make some 12-year-old in the audience go, oh my god, he killed the Bulgarian bulldozer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Goldberg mean, must be the man. I, I but they it. don't know about Bobby Hayden calling him. Yeah. I mean, how come, and how come they don't know about, uh, you know, the state troopers coming out there, not to protect Goldberg, but to protect you? Yeah. From Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, if I don't if I if I don't get that at Survivor Series, I'm gonna be mad. I'm just gonna let that that. But um, no, no. Well, again, again, hit me on stuff up if you really want Survivor Series tickets. Just saying. <laughs> hey, no, no, but for real, like it only had nothing to even do with Goldberg. Anybody who is not has not been established on the main roster is um is is pretty much a fifty fifty gamble, depending on how over you were and from wherever you came from. So. Nia Jack didn't get a re good reception on being drafted because nobody knew who she was. And um, it's on cast like they just been over because they chant and everybody likes that. And you can't teach that, obviously. So everybody's over that. I don't see what you did there. What, what little kid doesn't like somebody that is seven feet tall and you can't teach that either. So, I mean, it's easy. It's easy for them. But, you know, you have all these type of diva ish looking women. So when Nia Jack comes out, you're just like, yeah, what? Um, and so to move back to Goldberg, you're like, that's not right Ooh. back. Right. And wait, wait, did you just call his move the spear? I thought that was uh, um, Roman Reigns. Everyone else's move. Yeah. 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 So Michael Cole, anyway. On another note, before I forget, too, Corey Graves is added to the commentary for um the um 205 Live, yeah. which is. I, I really hope they have a new name because when I think of 205, I think of Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's the area code. <laughs> you got family down there? No, uh, Ruben Stutter, when he was on American Idol, <laughs> he used to wear the 205 t shirts. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my goodness. That family down there. But that is wild. Oh, Woo. You just gave my man Ruben Stutter the shout out. He he gonna want to check from that one. Well, I hope I hope he hears that at the Denny's he's working in. Oh, that's that's right. I saw that. <laughs> um, they may not have Wi-Fi there. Um, I like I said, I just hope this is just a chance for it to be done correctly as we were wanting, and any talent to make appearances and to disappear, however they may. Um, uh, maybe get some of those. TNA guys who's not getting paid the chance to reestablish themselves, you know. Um, poor TNA. Poor TNA. Poor I mean, it's like watching a buried alive match play out in court. 
Oh, I was definitely waiting to see when I was going to find them on the ID channel of uh, <laughs> the mystery, the mystery that never got solved, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I really feel bad for, for Billy Corgan, not for losing most of his money in the sinking ship that was CNA. Um, it's basically the Titanic and fueled by $100 bills. And he said, yes, please, I'll shovel all of it in there. <laughs> but Dixie Carter, what are you doing? You know, I, I get it. It's your baby. But you got to realize that that iceberg is not going to get any smaller. Mm -mm. And, and it's going to get bigger the closer you get to it. And you're going. Yeah. You're going to right. you're, you're headed right towards it. It's, it's, it's going to be a bad time. Um, speaking of a bad time, and I, I tweeted you guys this earlier. Uh, when are you going to see David Otongo's new movie? I'm sorry. First of all, wait, wait, wait. Before I even before I knock something happening in the scene, is it by WWE Studios? Uh, no. Then I'm absolutely not even going to give it a chance now. I mean, wow. <laughs> the WWE Studios. I mean, at least like I watched 12 rounds with Dean Ambrose, and I was like, God, this is trash. But it was so corny. I loved it. I was just like, man, they keep putting out corny movies like this. I'll keep watching it. I mean, look. Well, um, well, the movie's called. Um what happened last night, and it stars uh, other people. Um, I don't know them, but there are other people. People are in it, I guess. They do things. But also stars David Otunga and Amber Rose. Oh, uh, no. That's, that, that, no. Is, that is an easy no. <laughs> they didn't sell you on it? No. Oh. That's an easy well, no. Well, I was, I was hoping. Yeah, that, that's like... So I, I will be watching the box office reports over the weekend. Yeah, that's that's like a um, uh, what's my man name from from American Idol? Ashley Simon. That is that's yeah. Gonna be, uh, well, maybe a Randy. <laughs> that's gonna be enough. Ellie <laughs> really is playing at uh, AMC Hoffman in Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, wait, I'll be wait, there. Wait, it's in theaters. It comes out this weekend. Top, time out. So you mean to tell me that the third Divergent movie couldn't get in the theaters? Yeah, this can. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I think the worst wrestling movie that I've seen recently was the movie starring uh, Lord Tensai, or uh, also Prince Albert, where he is a, a dog sitter slash. You know, he meets this uh, woman and falls in love with this woman on a dog date, doggy date. Um, but she's a lawyer and he's a pro wrestler and. My God, they won't they won't work out. Um, that was a special kind of awful. But yeah, that made my stomach hurt. So wait a minute, what was that movie Dolph Ziggler was in and uh Rusev had a gun? What was that called again? That was that was Oh, when he when he was the cop and playing and Kane played as like angry police chief? Yeah, yeah. That 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 ranks up there as bad too. Um oh. yeah, that was pretty awful. I'm not going to let Tensai get a pass real quick. In the encyclopedia right there, Tensai and Prince Albert both have different entries in there, and I'm not not happy about that. There's no, those are the same guys, and you can't trick me and tell me any different, okay? But to be fair, it's a totally what? different gimmick. I mean, Isaac Yankum and Kane should be in two separate entries as far as I'm concerned. Um, and hot, um, I'm sorry, in um, Huntington Beach, California, um, I mean Huntington Beach, Florida, Sting versus the Wolfpack and other Sting are two different gimmicks. If you ask me, too, right? 
Oh, they're the same person in there. And Sting is from Venice, California. I mean, just just the look. look. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, I agree. I think all of them should have separate things. Uh, Even Conan, when he went into the LWO, should have a separate thing. Okay, and that's where you drew the line. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's where you drew the line. I wonder if my man Val Venus is in there. Uh, but yeah, but this movie uh, about last night is playing in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, thirty-one theaters around the country. All right, let's make predictions since before we get off, before we end the show, let's make predictions. High or low? Five million or, or less? Five okay, so <laughs> if it makes if it makes five million dollars, now the movie's an hour and a half. Uh. If it makes $5 million in 30 theaters, and I'm going to assume that they're one screen each, it would need to make all the money in China for it to be relevant. There's no way in the world that it, could, it, it couldn't show enough to make $5 million. <laughs> because when I go to see it on Saturday morning, I'm paying six fifty for it. Chances are that your neighborhood barbershop bootleg man has his own standby for people. Yeah, that's only because it has Amber Rose in it. Uh, that's true. And you, that I, is true. I, I don't even want to make my comments I want to make, but... No, no, we can't do that here. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I will be going down to beautiful Alexandria and seeing David Otunga. <laughs> um, and, and he plays a bouncer named Tiny. So, so there's that. All right, well... <laughs> no Tim music calling himself. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for um SmackDown next week. You know why? I can't wait for. Have you? Did you see the um, Ellsworth versus uh, Gilbert match? Oh, yeah, that's this weekend. I believe so. No, no, it was last weekend. Oh my goodness, it was. I, I was so yeah. damn mad. Right. I'm on any videos or anything you think made in that? Uh, oh, they, yeah, they got it. They gotta have that. I mean, but I'm not. I'm. I'm excited for SmackDown next weekend because I know the Miz is going to make fun at David Otunga uh, movie. I know it. Matter of fact, no one knows it exists. Nah, that's okay. Because I'm gonna tweet the Miz like ten times until he does see one of them. I'm gonna put gifts and everything so he sees it and he's gonna be like, "Oh, David Otunga, huh? All right." But but to be fair, John Cena was in Trainwreck and WWE didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, because of the role he played, but he was also well. In, um, he was also in um, was it Neighbors Two? No, he was in the um, other Mark Wahlberg movie. He was in the Mark Wahlberg movie with Will Ferrell, uh, Daddy's Home. What did he do then? He was so Mark Wahlberg is the um, badass stepdad to the very right. nerdy with Will Ferrell. No, no, no. But um, was, I remember the movie. What movie? John, John Cena. Appeared as at in the end as the other badass stepdad that's better than Mark Wahlberg. That's right. That's right. No, nah, that's not. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about. The movie where he was a drug dealer. Where John Cena was a drug dealer. Yes, I believe it was Neighbors too. And he was a drug dealer who who was actually soft at heart. It was hilarious. By the way, John Cena is really good on the big screen, and I will pay. To see a John Cena in the Rock movie because I know it's gonna be pure foolishness, and every once in a while I need to see something that's gonna rock my brain. I'm all for that, and if we could throw Amy Schumer back in there, I'll be all for that. All for it. I'm gonna go with no, yeah, and leave it there 
Um, I think The Rock is okay, given the right roles. I think that John Cena can do things. Um, I'm talking strict comedian now. Now, The Rock, I... Oh, no. The Rock, besides Fast and the Furious, in the role I thought fit, fit, fits in well. Because um, San Andreas was completely BS to me. And I like San Andreas. Effects-wise, I did, but I didn't like how cliche the whole plot was and how... You knew he's going to get his wife back from the very beginning of the movie, and does uh, just blah blah. Well, well, first of all, first of all, let, let's be really, really real. If the Rock comes out of a helicopter to save you, okay, let's not say that. If the Rock parachutes out of a helicopter to save me, some things would, would happen. I would be indebted to him in a very, very um, uh, different way, and it, I would just have to live with that. That's just what it's going to be. Okay. And if you seen Scared Straight. He, he basically a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, he would have bought me for uh, for that much because it's The Rock, and he just saved your life being The Rock j- jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, you win. Sorry, I you know that's just what it is now. I'm I'm officially yours. Realistically, though, you know you, nobody uh, watched San Andreas because of the gripping storyline. They watched it because they wanted to see The Rock be awesome and giant uh, tsunamis run over San Francisco. I mean, it's a disaster movie. They wanted to see things blow, things that they look familiar with blow up in realistic ways. I'm looking now to see what movie it was, and The Rock is um, The Rock. John Cena is accredited for all this WWE stuff, which is insane. Saturday morning slam. <laughs> Ew. Um. Um. Well, he was in the he was in the reunion, which was terrible. Um. He was at Trainwreck Sisters, uh, Daddy's Home, and Surfs Up Too. Oh, sister. Uh, wave that's, that's what it was. I forgot all about that. Huh? Yeah, that's where he was a drug dealer. Yeah. Okay. That was a funny movie. Anyway, I ain't gonna hold you much too much longer. Just rambling anything. Uh, before. No. We, uh, uh, kind of thing. I actually, I actually do want to ask you. Um, you know, James Ellsworth, love him. And I know I've asked this before about whether or not he gets a full kind of time contract or whether he deserves it. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Does James Ellsworth actually get a chance to really wrestle and win? <sighs> because all, we know that he can do moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, and if you and if you didn't know, James Ellsworth has like a fifteen-year wrestling career. He actually owns his own uh, wrestling training school and promotion in uh, nearby in rural Maryland. Um, yeah, so he definitely has some. He's paid his dues in the indie scene. And he's actually worked in dark matches for a long time in WWE in Baltimore, Southern Pennsylvania. Um, that thing, I believe, he made his debut re- in this run in Pittsburgh, which is not a far, not like a six-hour drive from this area. We know that he can pull off the super kick out of nowhere, but does he actually get it to do a full match? Um, yeah. Uh, one, he he has the theme. He has theme music. So there's a Titantron anthem music. Yeah, so there, there's some investment there. That's I, I, I'm going to take that as a hint. But when, um, I think I think after this AJ Dean Ambrose thing sizzles down because um a lot of people are invested in the trio of them. Um, there's a thing called a face in a heel, but James Edwards is like being the supreme like baby face right now, and I think a lot of people right. are keen to that. But um, like to your question, when, when does he get a full match? Um, one of the co-hosts, co-hosts 
um, suggested that maybe the Royal Rumble is when he makes an appearance. If that's the case, then I would expect to see him following to make a match. But I can't even stress enough to – I think as hot as he is on the main roster, to see him down in the NXT match or in the new 205 Live, because he's clearly up to 205, um, that's something that should happen soon. So um, I'm, 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 I'm expecting to see um, – I'm expecting to see something happening by January because the TLC is the next uh, SmackDown uh, pay-per-view. And that's going to be an AJ versus Dean for the title. And I expect James Ellsworth to have his hands in that or to be around in some <laughs> some respect, you know? I, I can't disagree with that. Personally, I would like to see him... Uh, maybe they switch roles and Dean becomes more of the uh, a heel and... And Styles becomes more of a face, and they've alluded to that a little bit on SmackDown yesterday, where Styles is like, "No, nah, man, he's he's actually using you. I'm yeah. the one that's going to be honest with you." And and then of course that you know all came out of the wash. But I would like to see him go away for a little while. Yeah, and yeah. then because he, his 15 minutes, you know, are coming. Uh, he's at about 13 and a half. His 15 minutes are coming, <laughs> and it would be a shame to see him, you know. Uh, wear out his welcome, and they'll surely show him the door when that happens. Um, what I would like to see is them just kind of, kind of cut the cord sooner than later, before the end, and then bring it back at the Royal Rumble. And then, you know, Royal Rumble is used to start all kinds of storylines and feuds and stuff like that. You know, maybe he gets eliminated by Ambrose if he doesn't have the belt. Maybe he gets eliminated by somebody that's uh, or a cheap win, and uh, that starts off a thing. Hell, maybe he's one of the last four. That's what somebody. You know, I mean, like, could you imagine that? That's that would be kind of crazy. Right, you can't go wrong. Um, I I agree with your booking as well. Uh, Make them relevant for about. uh, I'm sorry, make them appear maybe one more week for the write off or the disappearance. Let him go depressed, like man, I keep letting you down, so I'm just gonna leave. I'll never return. Just to return to support him at TLC, to see him come back to SmackDown that next week then just to see him come back at the end of the month in, in January for the Royal Rumble. And I agree. Right. He, the, I don't know why, but he's so many people are gravitating to him from kids to mid-age uh, people to long-term uh, wrestling fans. Everybody's with him, man. That's good. We, we know why, though. Because he has the very American story where uh, and everybody loves that story. That's why American Idol was on for 15 years because Kelly Clarkson was just a waitress from Texas before she made it big. Uh, you know, Chris Brown was just some guy dancing on YouTube before he made it big, and James Ellsworth was nothing before he allegedly made it big. And he doesn't look like a wrestler. Yeah, he doesn't look like. He, I mean, he just looks like Middle America, and you know that. You know, we know who Dean Ambrose is. We know who Heath Slater is and all that good stuff. We've seen them before. But James Ellsworth came out of the blue. I mean, he's like that walk-on that that will only score three points in his life, but it's the last second three-pointer at the end of the game that won the championship. He's Rudy. He's all of those cliches in one chinless package. And that's why I think a lot of people are gravitating towards him. And if anybody um, crosses him in a super heel way, then they are marks for life because he's he's our he's our golden boy. Everybody loves a Cinderella story. Now you're um, 
Yeah, and that's that's basically what he's uh, doing. And you couldn't have asked for a better representation of that in wrestling. Because everybody has that story. Like, TJ Perkins said the same thing. Well, I was homeless. Okay. You want some soup? Like, so what? Um, but Brian Kendrick, you know, he and he kind of pulled off that same thing. Like, well, we were at the bottom. Okay. But then James Ellsworth did it. It's like, oh, my God. I want to donate to his family. You know? Um, he Slater did the exact same thing after Lesnar um, and him ran into each other. And that was kind of like, well, I know, but you've been wrestling for 15 years. So how could you not afford to take care of your family if you've been here since like 2000? Stop. But Ellsworth coming off the bench, coming out the parking lot, basically, um, <laughs> to go ahead and do his thing. Uh, you know, good for him. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And if you've ever seen any interviews with him, you know, met him in person or anything like that. I, I just hear nothing but super nice things about him, about how humble he is and all that good stuff. And because he knows as well as it's the business. Yeah. And he knows his time is up. And whenever that time is, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. But I guess um, the last thing, as you can see, I'm wearing the Nova Pro shirt. Um, because why not? They're having a traditional Survivor Series type match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Grace versus uh, Brittany Blake. They've just they've announced on the Twitter earlier who the uh, face Survivor Series uh, uh, team is going to be, and it's um, uh, Chet Sterling, Cutie and the Beast, and uh, Dan Barry, and I can't think of the other, the Kentucky gentleman. I can't think of his name. Uh, I don't know who the heel team is going to be, but that looks like a solid show. Like. A solid, solid show, and uh, I'm very excited. November twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay, so it's on Black Friday. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make it, but I'm just thinking, like, man, I gotta at some point because I plan on doing a little bit of Black Friday shopping. Um, maybe I just do it online. I don't know, but either way, yeah. From what I seen thus far, yeah, easily twenty, twenty bucks. Go ahead and they come collect right now. Um, for all the reasons that you, you told me before. Um. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Jordan Grace, who is certainly one to watch. Yeah, so I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to that. Brittany Blake, I'm already sold on. Um, of course, yeah. Donovan Dijak, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, Dijak versus Jonathan Gresham, who is uh, started to make in- inroads in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and he is the uh, Combat Zone World Heavyweight Champion mm-hmm. uh, currently. Uh, Chris Hero, uh, who's been a longtime indie guy. Uh, and he's going to take on Eric Royal, who was a legitimate threat to lose that undefeated streak. Yeah, that's what I said. This, this right here is not a, a solid, like, nah, no way. This is a this is a big, maybe this might be the end of Eric Royal's undefeated streak. We, we, yeah. So. Chris Terrell, um, when we saw him at Evolve, um, ever, ever since then, that's the first time I've seen him live, but can't wait. Up close and personal too. Not in the. Not yeah, that that's gonna be that's gonna be great. I'm actually splurge because it's Black Friday. Get the front row tickets. You, you right. I might might have to do that. Get the front row tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, front, yeah. you're still in the front row in the second row. Body. Well, you're in the front row in every row, basically. But <laughs> By I think I might actually legitimately get the front row tickets. Yeah. But I will say that. Um, it looks like a heck of a card. I, I really can't wait. It is on Black Friday, and um, in in uh, Alexand- no Fairfax, 
um, very, very exciting stuff. A good time. Good time. But yeah, I got to prepare for this uh, David Otunga movie. I'm, I think <laughs> the premiere is actually um, t- tonight, I believe, in Los Angeles. No, that's not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's at a Waffle House off Pico, so I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, again, uh, it's always good to have you on. So, you know, plug your stuff, plug your stuff away. Yeah, you can find me at uh, realfilmnews.com. A uh, bunch of movies uh, I, I write for them as a film reviewer and events reviewer. Uh, Heartbreak Ridge with Mel, Mel Gibson's uh, comeback movie after 10 years. That premieres uh, this weekend. An amazing story about Desmond Doss he, uh, in World War II, saving single-handedly saving seventy-five men by himself. Uh, I know that's redundant, but that's how awesome he is. Uh, dude's, a, dude's a hero. Um, yeah. Like flat-out amazing, amazing story. Um, uh, Inferno came out last week. No, um, Doctor Strange uh, comes out this weekend. Uh, no, I will not see that movie. I'm boycotting it. Um, I'm done. And and no, well that and my fiery hatred for Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he's a joke. And I'll never see a movie of his. Um so yeah, fight me. Internet, fight me. Five or Benedict Cumberbatch. Well that'll be the last one I see four will be the last one I see then. Because that's a no. So uh, if you do want to fight me on the internet, uh at giant crab, giant underscore K R A B B, um, I accept all challengers. Eat it because uh, Cumberbatch is a joke, and I'll never see Star Wars too. So that no, that will not happen. All right, well, yeah, you know you can donate your passes too. I, I certainly will. I'll donate them right to my shredder, which is uh, located <laughs> right at my uh, heel. Because no. <laughs> so, and uh, next week I am seeing um, a Bleed for This with Miles Teller and Bad Santa too. In a couple weeks. Two notes for me. Two knows. I didn't like Bad Santa one, and Miles tell her I hate his face. So internet fight me. All right, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, his, his, his face is pretty stupid, but I think he's been in some good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of stuff to see. You can see everything that I'm that I'm see everything that I'm seeing at realfilmnews.com. Yes, and if you want to fight me, I'm at at BGB Group on everything that you can find. Um, uh, let me take that back on Twitter. Um, but on other things, um, such as YouTube, Facebook, and SoundCloud at Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. So again, catch us every Wednesday. Um, there might be just a tad bit shift in uh, recordings just to try to accommodate some of our uh, com- um, comrades, some of our compadres because of just uh, schooling. So for schooling reasons, we will change and move to um our showtime round. So as it stands, it's still eight, but it might be under consideration of it being nine. So we'll let you guys know. But either way, we'll get something out for you. If it's not live or pre-recorded, we'll have it for you. So anyway, catch us each week. Appreciate you tuning in.